0: Welcome everybody to the fine flow podcast. I'm your host, Sean McDermott. McDermott and my co-host Bill. Bill, how you doing today? How was your week? Yeah, doing well, Sean. How about yourself? It was a pretty good week. Yeah, Busy. it was a pretty good week. Uh, so this week, so you and I have been talking for a while, right? And, uh, uh-huh. trying to figure out, you know, what's relevant conversation and, and things that we should be talking about. So, uh, we just, there's 10 areas that we see as kind of key components of the AI ops area. Uh, ai ops uh, strategy and um so I decided that we should start looking at these t- 10 areas and go a little bit more detail in each one of our episodes so i'm thinking that we should this week we should start off with uh service
1: management how does that sound nope sounds like a good area kind of where where it all starts right
0: where it all starts so couple articles that uh, I came across and I know you came across some too. Mm -hmm. So uh, the first one is called how AI will transform IT service management by Esther Sheen. And uh, so this is interesting one because they, um, she interviews a number of people in uh, one from Pink Elephant, another one from uh, EMA, Uh, a guy named Dennis Dennis Drogs as a friend of mine. So shout out to Dennis. Uh, I've known Dennis for gosh 15 years. And uh, a couple other people, like someone from Pink Elephant, or did I say that already? Yeah, but said um, that yeah. I said that one. So um, this is so. What we're really talking about is the introduction of AI into the IT service management world. And we uh, you, we've talked about this on this show several times. And uh, I consider it AI ops because I really do consider service management in the IT operations space. Even though this article will. Uh, Will make the case that it's not, and it's actually moving more into the enterprise, which don't necessarily disagree with either. But the um, in this article, it talks about you know really one of the big themes it talks about here is automation, right? Mm-hmm. And uh, we've we've talked about this a lot, and I think we're going to have a whole episode on automation. But mm-hmm. the idea that um, they she, she uh, the, one of the uh, one of the people she interviews says that um itsm has been kind of on out of favor lately and i don't know if i really agree with that because we certainly do a lot of work around uh service management work but that it's um it's coming back into the favor right with the introduction of ai and the introduction of uh more customer facing customer experience so did you get a chance to see this article
1: yeah i did i did it's a few uh I guess, comments I'll make to some of what you said. Um, I, I think, yeah, you know, she did say as service management's fallen out of favor the past few years. I do think when you, if you have an operational focus, you know, we hear about DevOps, we hear about site reliability engineering, you know, we hear about containers and microservices and a lot of other areas of operations. And when you talk about IT service management, people are like, well, isn't that idle? Wasn't that around since... Mm-hmm. what the 90s and so i think people think if you're in that space it's a little bit old it's dated it's just tickets incident workflows and and so in a lot of ways it, while it's maybe not fallen out of favor it's sort of been static it's been the way it is for a long time and i think a lot of the ai investments or things we're talking about is like anomaly detection and dynamic thresholding and event correlation and clustering more around how do you deal how does how do devops and SREs deal with all of this or Knox, but I think she's saying that, you know, AI is now being introduced in a big way to the front end, the service desk, the, the help center, the call center, you know, the ones that are handling requests or incidents or kind of in between the infrastructure and the front end. And I think that that new introduction of that new technology is really going to bring, you know, bring forth sort of a transformation as to how the service desk kind of side of ITSM um, takes place. So I, I think, yeah. Go ahead, John. I'll just I'll yeah. No, I, I
0: think you, I think you bring up a really good point, and I'll, I'll concede on that. And and that is, you know, when we talk about AI ops, and a lot of the vendors that I talk about talk to around AI ops, who are mostly kind of focused on event correlation, the event and incident management side, and root cause analysis, and things like that, which we've talked about that use case. They um, they do talk about oh, we integrate into the service desk. And when you dig deeper into it, it's like, well, we'll open up tickets in the service mm-hmm. desk. Yeah. So, yeah, I can see that that conversation is relatively boring, right? It's, I mean, mm-hmm. it's, systems have been opening tickets in, in service desk for decades. So, um, but yeah, I guess I, I take a little bit broader view. I think I take a more review of what she's talking about. And I think that there's, there's a lot of it, a lot of really interesting things going on in the service desk and, you know, one of the things they talk about really is uh, kind of I see is a major focus of this article is or theme is around automation. Right. And to me, I think that's ultimately where AI is going to really shine in the ITSM world is because you're still going to have tickets. You're still going to have information in there and customer information. and And but the ability now to use that information as the next point of automating some type of, of automating the prediction of of what the issue should be and then automating that and allowing ai to essentially start doing that is um is really one of the key things so i think without adding automation into the conversation around itsm really uh, your itsm is just kind of same old thing that we've been doing for 15 years a problem dumped on a
1: human right to face. yeah so i i do think kind of along for taking further kind of what you talked about you have she talks about service operations and service design and i you know one way you could look at that is if ai comes in and kind of handles a lot of the service operations which is a very just,
0: v itel v4 thing to say yeah what, <laughs> exactly kind of going back to your point of itel being you know oh isn't it itel from a long time ago yeah but, that's right
1: but. so i i think that you know one way you could look at that is that that AI is going to free up the operations people so they can do more design and get involved in more upfront stuff. But I really see it more as a merger of those two and automation. You, you don't want your operations people just designing op- automations of how to resolve and fix things or AI as to how to figure out what the root cause is. That those things really got to be part of the design. You got it when you're designing a service and designing the rollout of that service, the deployment, the whole life cycle. You gotta design the AI how AI is going to be used and how you're going to sort of uncover what the real causes or the issues are, and also design how how these how they can be automated from a fixed standpoint. And so I don't see so much that operations people are going to be freed up to focus more on design. I think it's just an integrated feedback loop of sort of a combination of both that needs to be built in from the beginning. So I think that just reinforces just making your point again about automation really being a key key part of this and it's I'm just stating where where automation fits. It's got to be designed from the beginning.
0: Yeah, and they actually make that point. And I think that's a really key point is that automation needs to be built from the beginning. Right. And mm-hmm. you need to be thinking about automation from from the point of what you're actually whiteboarding and trying to, to conceptualize what the service will be. And if you can do that, then you can really get a jump start on on how to do the automation and and then start introducing ai that way Mm -hmm. um so yeah i I think this was a this was a pretty good um yeah and they talk a lot about end-to-end automation uh i'm i'm a big end-to-end automation kind of guy having started a company that that did that and um and really kind of looking at of what is ultimately the outcome that you're trying to achieve and and how you're going to really look at all the different components that make that up. And I think that's where the ITSM platform can really shine because when you talk about end-to-end automation, you're really talking about orchestration and automation. And you're talking about being able to grab data from different sources, uh, not just the ITSM platform, but more and more information is going into the ITSM platform but being able to grab data from these different sources, uh, make logical decisions based on that, move to the next point, grab some more data from different sources, move to the next point, you know, making decisions. AI can play a really key role in using the ITSM platform as that orchestration capability and grabbing all the data and making those decisions and predictive analysis and things like that. So exactly. I... um the uh, so uh, this was a this is pretty good article uh and i think it kind of really lays the foundation of what ai can be doing for itsm going forward any any other comments what? on
1: that no i think i think the last point i'll make on that article that sort of segues to the next one that that i had uh, read was she she also talks about natural language processing so mm-hmm. she identified some areas where AI is going to be introduced into the service desk or the service management. And so we talked about most of them. We didn't touch on natural language processing, but I think the next article really drills deeper into that. And this was written by a gentleman, Ganesh Kapalan. Um, He's based out of India. I think he's a CEO of of an AI company and really talks about how conversational AI is really a key part of this and is really going to transform and drive sort of the the adoption of virtual agents, of chatbots, and not just in service desks, but just in all kinds of industries. If you're dealing with your insurance or dealing with your, um, you know, banking, you know, dealing with your car, <laughs> um, your your kit, I guess, uh, from uh, what Night Rider car, I mean, all of this has got to become more conversational. And so, you know, he, t- he talks about two different options, really, we stand at one is more and more services, more and more engagement with customers, more and more kind of seamlessness you think of how, how often, I guess I'll ask Sean just to answer the question in the nineties, how often did you interact with technology? You know, probably it, not that often it,
0: in the nineties. No, I mean, I, I yeah. gosh, I think I, uh, yeah. I had a bag phone. <laughs> that was exactly. my, that was my biggest interaction. I think I had, a I think I had a power book, a Mac power book yeah. in like, you know, the so early nineties. So I just, I had a, a black and white, you know, gray, 12 inch Apple, um, power book. And that was yeah. about as much of that in my and TV, you know?
1: And so now, I mean, you know, how often do you interact with technology? It's, it's nonstop, right? It's, it's your phone and it's every device, every interaction, right? You're just constantly in touch with technology. And I think that technology, you know, Siri, I think sometimes on this broadcast, Siri on my laptop is like, what did you say? <laughs> You're mm-hmm. Trying to listen to me. So I think that conversational AI is just pervasive and, and everywhere. It, it, it's and it's it's going to be more and more that we see today. And I think that the two options are, you know, do you train more humans so that every human is listening to every other human and ready to jump on the spot, or do you use conversational virtual assistants to really replicate the human interactions, the behavior, speech recognition? And we're seeing with the ITSM tools we use today that chatbot virtual agent um, investment is is just a huge part of you know every implementation every part of this to get the service requests and get the interactions that are just going to become more and more regular part of people's job um, away from having to have a human service desk person interacting Um, yeah i I don't know if you took a chance to look at this and any thoughts. i
0: did i did and i think that this is uh, i find conversational um conversational uh and natural conversational AI and natural language processing, um, pretty cool stuff, a little bit kind of creepy. And I think that um, I don't, in my interactions with a lot of uh, online, because I'm still old school, you know, I like to call people and I like to call, like I was on the phone this morning with a, with a company calling their customer support. And I like talking to a human because I feel like, you know, in five minutes we can get through something that, you know, would take me four hours of texting back and forth. But so I'm a little old school that I like I like mm-hmm. talking to people, uh, and so I do come across a fair amount of of computer based conversations, and they're getting better. You know, I must say they're much better than they were say five years ago, but I still think that they they still have a long way to go, and it can't. It's to me it's very obvious. This article kind of talks about uh, it becoming so natural that you don't even know you know, and having this human. Even, I don't think we're anywhere near that right now I haven't heard anything that is, makes me feel like mm-hmm. the the conversational AI is uh, has the right tone or the right empathy or mm-hmm. or and they even talk about emotional intelligence of it and I'm like i don't I'm not seeing that or I'm not experiencing that that being said um really what it comes down to is this technology is going to happen and needs to happen no matter what, because we just can't get enough people uh, into these companies can't hire enough people so they have they they have a need right for more customer care people customer support and more uh, and how do you do it if you can't hire enough people right so you're going to have to uh, and I think the best companies are going to be the ones that really marry the two together right and have yeah an upfront experience that allows you to get a lot of information from them, from the AI system, conversational AI, but then immediately kind of turns over to the, to the agent to, to kind of take that information and maybe have a more human experience. Cause I will say that it is, there's, and a lot of this comes down to execution of this, right. And it's like a website, you know, you can, you can go hire a website person doesn't necessarily mean that, and they could use all the same technologies and building a website doesn't necessarily mean it's going to be a very good website in the end, right? right? And not very easy to navigate from a customer. And I think I see that in the experience that I have that there are some cases where it feels very seamless and it, and the handoff is pretty good. There's sometimes where you're, you're, you like read in your credit card number and then a human answers, no, I can have your credit card number. And I'm like, why did I just go through all this? Right. Yeah. So the, the implementation is, there's probably a fair amount of, of human emotional intelligence that needs to go into the implementation of this. But, um, the other thing I think is a big factor here is, you know, the pandemic, right. And, and trends going on already in the world of moving away from physical, um, retailers and physical, uh, shopping to online shopping. And then it was accelerated through the pandemic is just causing a much, um, a much greater need for online communications because people are buying online they want to communicate online and mm-hmm. so the chatbots are are key and we're seeing i'm seeing chatbots everybody's using chatbots now right and yeah, right. it's just a matter again are they any good are they mm-hmm. integrated into the back end systems well are they are they take are they taking information and are they transferring them and i've had some very good chatbot experiences with that, that, trans again, gathered information, transferred me to the account, uh, the customer rep. And I've seen some that are just awful. Right. Yeah. So it's, one, um, one and, and that's just going to grow, right? Because the physical present, the online presence of, of shopping and commerce is just, yeah, you know, not, not going to stop anytime soon.
1: Yep. Well, I think we're seeing chatbots and virtual agents in the, in general industries like retail, like shopping, banking. You know, auto like your car, for example, or just mm-hmm. other things, that is more pervasive because they're hum, naturally human interactions. I think, I think when you're managing IT and managing infrastructure, it's a lot of it, it's it's a complex field and complex technology jargon and acronyms and everything else and protocols. How do you turn make that conversational? And I think back to implementing event management systems. You know, the last twenty years, that the the managers would say all right, we get this event, or we see this log, and it has pretty, I don't know what it means, so we've got to make it meaningful, so the operator actually knows what it means. But then when you get a real technical SME, they read the translated alert, right, or, or incident, the description, I and mean, they're like, well, you, you eliminated all the meaningful information, because I understand the technical mm-hmm. jargon, and field three has this information that I need to troubleshoot. And so I think when you're dealing with events and and IT and and all of this technology, then you're translating and correlating that to incidents and then translating that to conversational information people are going to understand. I think that's a bigger challenge in a lot of ways um, to the IT service management, IT operations management, introducing this to the translating that to customers. I think you'll be able to always say, I need to reset my password. I need a laptop. I need more memory. I need whatever. But if you're like, Something's broken, you know what's going on, you know, correlating all this technical stuff to, to kind of explaining it conversationally uh, is a is a challenge, I think, and something that they're continuing to work on.
0: yeah, I mean, if you're talking about deploying conversational AI inside of a network operating center or server, you know some kind of operating center that's internally focused, I actually don't see as much value in that. Mm-hmm. because i would think that i'd be spending more time in ai for remediation and automation of the events uh, the, you know the incidents as yeah. a whole and because i i'm not really sure that i would see agents you know oper- i'm talking about operators sitting at a desk having a conversation with a computer to resolve some type of web server outage that doesn't make a lot of sense to me um but being able to um have a internal corporate experience right through conversational AI absolutely makes a lot of sense because mm-hmm. you guys got to start thinking about your employees as your users. I, I think one yeah. good example that I actually see working really well in conversational uh, AI is, uh, and I'm not really sure this is conversational AI or just, or natural language processing. But, uh, when I have an outage, uh, on my internet and I call, Many times I call and they pick up and they validate me, right? They say, they see my phone number, they validate something, you know, please enter your pin code or something like that. I enter a pin code. And then it actually looks into the CRM and the IT, ITSM system sees that an outage has already been open and is affecting our area and has a, you know, completion date of 10 PM. Mm-hmm. Then they come back and say, we are experiencing outage in your area. And the estimator's restoration time is 10 p.m. That to me is a really good example and a really good use of this type of technology because you're now hitting you know, thousands of people who are calling up complaining and you haven't tied up an operator at all. So yep. kudos to my cable provider um, for that. <laughs> um, be better if my service never went out, but uh, at least sometimes I get that message. And, and I've actually had, one time I had the company call me and tell me that there was an outage which i was like okay that's kind of cool because i wasn't even home so yeah, yeah. cool all right uh moving on um so you actually turned me on to this and this is a uh infographic on the rise of ai in the call center and uh normally i i um i focus more on articles but this uh this infographic was really cool uh, i really really like this and it's uh it's done by the eb call center which is i think a uh, pretty large call center out in the Philippines. And, you know, we all know Philippines is a pretty big area for call centers. But um, they talk about all these statistics and these quick stats, and they're really amazing. And, you know, like, you know, I'll read off one, and I know you have a copy of this, and you can read off one. So a report shows that AI-enabled conversational agents are expected to manage 90% of all customer service requests by 2022. And that's Mm -hmm. sources Zendesk. That's pretty cool. Like
1: that's that's yeah. an amazing statistic. Ninety percent. Yeah, no, it is. I, I think it's like we said, we're not hiring humans, right? And and I think the one right below that, uh, just to, you know, they report that customer service agents who work with AI have ex- have experienced a sixty nine percent improvement in their satisfaction working at a contact center. So it isn't just putting the ninety percent that of problems that, that are going to be that are handled by virtual agents it's the customer service agents themselves are actually using the ai so even when they do need to be part of this they're they're sort of they've got that crutch or they got that support behind them so um, well so well that's really just,
0: key that's a huge money saver right because yeah. the customer service industry is known for really high churn and when you're talking about you know a 5 to 7% churn per year you're talking about you know turning over your organization about every 5 years Right. Mm-hmm. And that's a lot of money, a lot of money in training and things like that. So great use case for, for AI, um, going on that, you know, customer improvement, um, customer or agent satisfaction and we'll talk about customer satisfaction. Uh, there's about 61% improvement in customer satisfaction in organizations that incorporate AI with human interaction. Mm-hmm. So it's yeah. customers are happier.
1: Yeah. I mean, I think when we've all been on calls or on the phone with an agent and you can kind of tell they're fumbling around, I think some of them have said, oh, the system's down. I hate this system, you know, and and that doesn't give you a lot of, you know, uh, satisfaction or or confidence. Right. But you can tell when they're like, you're just like, how are it's amazing. How are they? How do they have all this information? How they have all these insights? How they have all this right at their fingertips and, um, you know, talking to an empowered human with all this information and AI behind them, it's, it, it does, I can totally see how that increases the satisfaction.
0: Yeah. Any other statistics that you thought were pretty cool?
1: Um, you know, I, I think, you know, they, he talks about internal enterprises, right? Eight out of 10 businesses have implemented AI as a customer service solution for phone calls. So this is written by a call center that, you know, obviously supports fairly internal business enterprises, but also external you know, customer-facing, customer uh, B2C type of businesses. But just even within enterprise or businesses themselves, you know, a lot of customer service is being handled already by AI. So, you know, I think that's that's probably high for a lot of, I think, if it's just purely internal IT. But I do think this also, you know, takes into account HR, takes into account some other areas where there's probably some level of AI. Um, so that one's a little, I, I am surprised at, um you know i think mostly i think it's these large call centers that are supporting many many companies you know i would see investing in this versus maybe an internal um kind of support desk
0: yeah i I think it depends one on how big your organization is right and two Mm -hmm. um access to the technology so some of the things that they also basically went on this infographic how ai can innovate the call center industry and they had um know eight ways of doing that these were really kind of cool too because there are things i was i wasn't really thinking about mm-hmm. um so you know one is analyzing the tone right so yeah, having way. ai running alongside of the human interaction and then using that that ai to analyze the tone of the customer whether they're frustrated or happy or dissatisfied pretty interesting and then another one is detecting customers mood and this actually would be maybe kind of interesting in a sales environment where you've got salespeople reaching out to people because it says you can actually, again, do kind of mood inference and see if the customers are interested or disinterested. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, if you're talking to a customer about an issue and at the end you try to basically upsell them on something, you can kind of quickly AI, maybe AI can help you very quickly um understand you know what uh, what the mood is of the customer that you're talking the other thing you can look at is um like they had number 7 was better training and looking at how we can um how we can be doing better training through listening to going back and using ai as part of the the um mm-hmm. the reading you know the transcript and understanding could we have said this you know and helping people could you have said this better could you use a different tone here things like that so very interesting article, uh, at the end, it talks a little bit about how AI supports customer service agents, um, some things around chatbots for common inquiries, cust- um, you know, so that's kind of what we talked about using chatbots up front for, you know, common inquiries, um, capturing data, with customer interactions, and then trying to figure out how to do that. And then using, um, automation for repetitive tasks. So, um. So that's about it um, for today, I think. I think we'll uh, we'll close up on this. And, um, and with that, I will uh, say thanks a lot, um, Bill. It was uh, great seeing you this week. And uh, we'll catch up next week and see everybody next week. And uh, take care and have a great week.